Next on BYU Sports Nation, the crown jewel of BYU independent scheduling. Now in the Big Easy, it will be anything but easy. What LSU star player is out for the game, plus Blaine Fowler on the impact the game relocation has on the field. And BYU basketball alumnus LJ Rose on how he's directly helping his hometown community in Houston and how you can help. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday thus far, August 29th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with It's a Small World ride operator, Jerem Jordan. I rode that in December, but that's about it. Do you love that ride? No. Actually, I have a bad memory from that ride because it was raining. As you recall, at the Poinsettia Bowl, it rained a lot. Okay. So we went to Disneyland the next day. It was raining so hard, and I was just wet and cold and miserable. And I was not happy. at the happiest place I was not on earth. Happy. Luckily, the rain got you know under control. We bought some overpriced umbrellas or whatever and <laughs> took care of it. No, it was a better day after that. But I remember just sitting there being miserable for a, a few minutes. Was it worth it to see the expression on your child's face, though? In that moment, her face of misery. No. <laughs> She was cold and wet, too. Why did you go, then? I don't know. <laughs> it got better later. Oh, oh, my goodness. Did you see Eeyore there? <laughs> no, I was Eeyore. <laughs> Why bother? Paid a lot of money to sit in the rain. That's terrible. Why bother? Yeah. That's what Venna was saying. I agree. I yeah. agree. At least you were dry while you were on the ride, and it's a small world, right? For the time being, yeah, I was like, "This is the greatest ride of all time." Okay, that's that's Just what I'm that's what I'm looking because for because of the content. That's what that's what. But I'm because it was for. an escape. <laughs> Don't go to Disneyland when it's raining hard. <laughs> a terrible idea. <laughs> they told me the weather was good in California. Oh, yeah, they told that to BYU football about San Diego last. Yeah, uh, my wife was well. miserable at that game. She's like, "It was raining all time." Good gravy. At least it, it was nice like leading up to the game. Yeah. And at least BYU football is playing in a dome on Saturday, which leads us to our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The BYU-LSU game originally scheduled to be played in Energy Stadium in Houston, Texas, has now been officially relocated to the Superdome in New Orleans, New Orleans, due to the effects of Hurricane Harvey. The game will still be played on Saturday, 9.30 Eastern, it will air nationally on ESPN. Any tickets purchased through the BYU ticket office for the Advocare Texas kickoff will be refunded. The Advocare Texas kickoff ticket office also honoring that same. They will refund any tickets that have been purchased. Tickets for the Superdome and the game that will happen there on Saturday go on sale today. In my 10 and 10 this summer... I stated that the top defensive player BYU would face in 2017 was Arden Key, LSU starting linebacker. Here's Tigers head coach Ed Orgeron on his status for Saturday. And our bench linebacker is still up in there. We have not decided who our bench linebacker is going to be. 
I coach that position. Arden Key will not play in this game. Uh, Ray Thornton, Kilavon Chasson, or Andre Anthony will be the starter. That could be up to a game-type decision. I want to see how they practice all week. That is a big break for BYU. Bad news for LSU. Although the first round is tough is kind of the SEC schedule right here. But that's a, that's a good thing for BYU that they don't have to face Arden Key as he recovers from sol- shoulder surgery. Also in my 10-10, to 10, the best offensive player and best overall player that BYU would face in 2017 is Tigers running back Darius Geis, who is still, it's still uncertain whether he's going to play after a minor injury. Here's Ed Orgeron on Geis' status. I talked to his trainer today. We expect him to ease him into practice, and uh, we're going to see how this week goes. Do I think Darius is going to play? Yes. Am I 100% sure right now? No. I've got to see how he practices this week. Now like, he's going to play. I know, like Ty Detmer last week. We we're gonna open up the playbook, and I was like, I don't believe you. I'll be honest. Uh, Darius guy's gonna play. He's I, going to play. I feel the same way. There's been video put out from practice. He looks fine. What I don't even know what the minor injury was. You know, because they've held the media out of practice quite a bit, so no one really knows what it is. He did get his wisdom teeth out. It's not that, I guess. It's something else. He looked just fine. He's going to play. He looked like he could rush for two hundred. Like. That's, that's a really good player. I'm excited to see the BYU defense versus Darius guys. You know what? BYU will dare LSU and quarterback Danny Etling to throw the ball all over the field because Darius guys will demand that much attention in the box. Darius Goyce is noise. And, yes, he is going to play. You know who else is going to play? BYU linebacker Butch Pau. He that's did not play news. against Portland State, so some good news for BYU. On the NFL front, former BYU wide receiver Colby Pearson waived by the Green Bay Packers. The move comes after Pearson saw his first NFL action on Saturday playing 17 snaps. Pearson missed the first two games of the preseason due to an ankle injury, which is about the worst thing that can happen to an undrafted free agent. The deadline for teams to make final cuts down to a 53-man roster is at 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. BYU women's volleyball remains number 10 in the latest AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars play at the Donkey Teats on Thursday in the Boise State Classic. They play where? At the Donkey Teats. Oh, okay. He and Peel? He's supposed to all-stars? Yeah, yeah. No, Donkey Teats. I know. In I'm the, just making sure everybody they knows. They play Boise State like it's, in the Boise it's State Dan Classic. Dan Smith versus Donkey Teeth coming up Thursday Let's night. Let's go. 10th ranked women's volleyball team I see in the you, buddy, buddy. I see you. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The biggest game in the history of independence. In a world of games. As Jerem calls it, the crown jewel. BYU, LSU, and now with everything happening in Texas, it has become a huge national story. A story that transcends anything related to the actual football game. But college football is a big-money sport, and with the forced relocation of a big-money game up in the air, just five days away from kickoff yesterday, you better believe it has the nation's attention, and it has LSU head coach Ed Orgeron's attention. BYU historically has wanted to stay in tight games and win it at the end. So we know we're in for a battle, and we look forward to it. Wait, wait. I, last year there were some – no, BYU wants to blow everybody out. That's the actual desire, by the way. BYU doesn't want to be in a close game. They want to win by 60. Huh? At least the game will be played. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen yeah. on Saturday? There were a bunch of close games last year. I, I, I wouldn't say that's the desire of BYU. 
The let's, desire is to win. Let's start with what we know, and that is where the game and when the game will be played. Announced at about 4.30 Mountain Time, 6.30 Eastern yesterday, officials from ESPN and NRG in uh, collaboration with BYU and LSU's athletic departments decided that New Orleans and the Superdome was the best place to relocate this game after everything that has happened with the catastrophic flooding in Houston. Now, the immediate reaction from BYU fans was, oh, so just that much more catering to LSU, that's super fair. Let me be clear. In Houston, there are more LSU alumni than in the entire state of Louisiana. It's pretty gnarly. Either place, it would have been dramatically in LSU's favor in terms of attendance. Now, what is concerning is weather is headed to New Orleans. In fact, we got it's a, there now. We got some messages from uh, one of our BYU broadcasting fellows, Mike Olson, this morning, showing the heavy rain falling in the French Quarter. Because, oh, by the way, Hurricane Harvey is affecting many places. Obviously, Houston getting hit the worst, and South Texas. But uh, yeah, so the move to New Orleans, I understand the logistics. There's probably an established relationship there. I think that the state, you know, there may be some stadium ownership, uh, coordination, cooperation there kind of deal. To me, I have weather concerns about New Orleans because the mayor's tweeting out they have drainage system issues yesterday. There's tor- tornado warnings, flash flood warnings. Is BYU walking into a place that may be in a situation as well? In this game, what if BYU shows up Thursday and there's there's real issues in the city that are more important than a football game? That that's the concern I have with specifically New Orleans being the place that they uh, have put this game in. Now they they must think that it's going to work, otherwise they wouldn't have scheduled it there. If there was a high risk of there being an issue, there's supposed to be an NFL preseason game there on Thursday. I that's think. right. Yeah, Saints against the Ravens. So Bronson Fusi, Robertson Daniel, DeAndre Wesley, they will be. In the Superdome Thursday night, and then BYU's there Saturday. So hopefully everything's cool, the, the, the locals are taken care of and good, because obviously this is bigger than football in Houston. I don't want there to be a situation, albeit less than what's going on in Houston, in New Orleans, especially given several years ago Hurricane Katrina, which, by the way, tight end Matt Bushman, he lived in Louisiana around that time and mm. was displaced, moved with his family to his grandparents' house in Arizona that's where he goes to high school, and then he comes to BYU. So this this is uh, you know a, a personal thing for Matt Bushman going to New Orleans this week. Superdome has four thousand more seats than NRG Stadium. Again, tickets will go on sale today, and refunds are available through the Advocare Texas kickoff website. If you bought them through there, BYU fans that went through the BYU ticket office, you can also get a refund or have uh, the opportunity to re up and buy a ticket for New Orleans. There is still so much in flux, and we want to know what you think about all of it with today's Twitter question. What's your reaction to the BYU versus LSU game being relocated to New Orleans? Is it New Orleans or New Orleans? That's a question we got to figure out, too. At the J. Brady Bunch, use the hashtag BYUSN. I hope the BYU's equipment truck was switched for Noah's Ark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Funny but not funny? What? Uh, That's right, right? Yeah, well... The, the the truck was primed to leave yesterday, and the idea was just get kind of more east, you know, in Oklahoma, and then see where the game is going to show up. Because the truck carries all the equipment. It needs to be able to get where it needs to go, and soon, right? 
Use the hashtag BYUSN. I mean, this is absolutely bonkers what has happened in the last week. And the game is staying within the sphere and influence of Hurricane Harvey's effects. That's why I'm a little confused about the location here. I'll be honest. BYU last played in the Superdome in 2009 against Tulane in front of about 800 fans, probably all BYU. I, I kid. 800 fans. I, I like, kid. no one was there. You're right. I kid. BYU ran away with it. I think 54-3. to They were 2-0. and That got them uh, inside the top 10 rankings or pushed them up further inside the top 10 rankings before the uh, Florida State debacle. So good memories for BYU in the Superdome in terms of the last time they played there. What about LSU? Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time LSU played in the Superdome was a 21-0 loss to Roll Tide Alabama in the BCS Championship game in 2012. Not good memories. Yeah. Uh, BYU and Alabama, maybe not in the same league uh, at this point, given that was a national championship team, but that's the last time LSU played in that venue. You want to hear another random stat? This is the first time that LSU has ever opened up a season in Louisiana not in Baton Rouge. Random. From the random department of randomness. Of random Thank you, Spencer. You're welcome. Oh, what man. is your reaction to the BYU-LSU game being relocated to New Orleans? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At C. Murphy Pro says, thank goodness for frequent flyer miles. We will be there. Now go I, Cougars. Now, I know that's not the case for everybody. So, it's kind of a, a bummer, obviously uncontrollable situation with the catastrophe in Houston, but there's some fans who just won't be able to make it. Now, there are other fans who might be able to make this game that didn't before. Now, there is a reality that, yeah, the percentage of BYU fans that would have been at the game in Houston... And it was 9,400 tickets they had sold out. That's BYU's allotment, plus whatever you buy generally. I'm hoping that at least half that number shows up in the Superdome. Yeah. That's the reality of the situation. So if you can, make it, because BYU is going to need that support. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter with the hashtag BYUSN. Send in your responses. We'll get to those later in the show. But first, BYU TV analyst Uncle B, he won a national championship. He knows a thing or two about New Orleans. How is this going to affect the psyche of both teams? We'll discuss next. Good-looking shirt, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you feel like engaging with us. After further reviews on tonight, 7 Eastern Time on BYU TV and the app as the guys break down Game 1, Portland State, and preview Game 2, LSU. What is your reaction to the BYU-LSU game being relocated to New Orleans at col underscore James 83? As we pray for Houstonians, I think this is a good substitute. Indoors means that it will be climate-controlled, good recruiting pitch. Yeah, I like the fact that it's indoors for sure. I'm just concerned about, I'm concerned about New Orleans now this week. I really am. Yeah, understandably, in the uh, wake of Hurricane Harvey, with everything that we have seen happen uh, in Houston and in southern Texas, it's hard not to wonder what's going to happen. But uh, we've been told that uh, everything will be okay come game time. And in the forecast, things are supposed to calm down after Thursday. So let's hope that that rains true. Rains true? Okay. 
Yep. <laughs> perhaps in the a, wake. Perhaps. And Rain's true. Perhaps a poor choice of words there. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B is Blaine Fowler. Uncle B, everyone's favorite uncle, ready for another edition of After Further Review. He won a national championship, people, and we found him wandering around the building again, so he was nice enough to come in Studio B. Did you sleep overnight here? I decided to dress up a little more, though, because people were kind of dogging me on on Twitter that I had shorts on. They were making fun of my shorts. They were... What? It's like I was just walking. I was just wandering around and came (laughs) in here. They're like, were those BYU approved shorts? They were. They were down to my knee. <laughs> they were down to my knee. Like people pick on me. I, you know, you need to stop listening to these people. <laughs> so I dressed up a lot more today. Yeah, yeah. You're ready to go for AFR. We we addressed a lot of this in the afternoon show, but let's talk about it, Kate. Uh, what's your reaction to the BYU versus LSU game being relocated to New Orleans? Yeah, you've had some time to sleep on it. Yeah, I, I feel kind of the same way I did. I think it's the right thing to do. I think that that with the city of Houston. Um, all of the effort and thought needs to be focused on helping those people there. Uh, both universities wanted to play the game. There wasn't a spot later in the season to be able to play it. And, uh, you know, the Superdome and the city of New Orleans came through and said, hey, we, we can host this thing. We can do it. And so they moved it. So I, I think that they did all of the right things. Um, it has a big impact on the fans. I, the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's as I was trying to scramble and rearrange airfares and all that kind of stuff. And I'm a guy that's flown 2 million miles with Delta. So I, like they really accommodate me trying to change things. It wasn't easy. And so I, I feel bad for the fans, but I know that BYU's fans are, you know, they're, they're loyal enough fans that they'll figure out a way to get there if they can get there. So it's inconvenient for the fans. Not, not- but, but when we say inconvenient for the fans, come on, let's think about inconvenient. The people in Houston are, are – are dealing with a big, big issue that we've got to remember here. And and so is it going to be inconvenient that they have to move the game? Yeah, but we need to deal with it. As far as the team's concerned, it doesn't impact them in any way, shape, or form. And the more I think about it, it's like, hey, they were playing in a dome stadium, they're playing in a dome stadium. They were playing against LSU, it's the same personnel, the preparation doesn't change, they leave the same day, they get on the same charter plane. They kick off at the same time. They kick, it, it's So it has zero impact on, on the players, other than they may have a maybe a few bit, a little bit fewer fans in the stands there at the Superdome, and LSU may have a few more because it's within driving distance. Um, so, yeah, as far as the team, I don't think it impacts them at all. They're going to be ready to go. They're playing LSU. They're watching them on film again today. They're they're getting excited to go play a really good football team. And so, I think whether it's in Houston or whether it's in New Orleans, I don't think it has any impact on this team and its preparation. Do you feel like the stadium will sell out? I think that because it's the LSU opener and there's still always so much excitement about the first game from a rabid fan base from the Tigers, that the stadium's going to be full. Well, we know that that stadium seats 73,000 folks. And certainly LSU's fan base, they get 100,000-plus at home games. This game is closer to Baton Rouge than the Houston game was. Now there's some logistics things. We, we noted last night on the show that – that LSU, they had to get their refunds back and then kind of repurchase tickets. So they're going to have to go through a little bit of inconvenience. I think LSU will have more folks at this game than they would have down in Houston. So will it sell out? I don't know. But they will certainly um, have a pro LSU crowd. It will be a home game for LSU it on the road. It would have been in Houston, and, too. And I think it will be very much like the Oklahoma-BYU game in Dallas, in Jerry Jones' facility when they opened up college football for the first time in that stadium. When I walked into that stadium and I looked around, I, I, I was actually surprised. I went, whoa, this is a sea of red. Three-quarters of the way around, 
the, the stadium. And then I looked up, and there was a good BYU contingent, but they were overwhelmed in terms of the mass by Oklahoma fans. And it was, a close, it was close for Oklahoma fans to drive. I think this will be a similar situation, but you know what? This team will feed off of that. When, they, when the team heard that there was news that it might be moved, they unanimously went, oh, good, let's just go play at LSU. Let's go play in front of 100,000 LSU fans, and let's feed off of that energy. And, and it's something you can do. I'll never forget when we walked into the stadium at Georgia to play Herschel Walker in that game. And as we were walking out of the tunnel, they started a low chant that went like this, dog meat. Dog meat, dog meat, <laughs> dog meat. And it just started getting louder and louder. 88,000 fans doing that. I loved it. We loved it. It was like, yes, this is what college, this is what you play for to go to an opposing stadium and have 88,000 people call you dog meat. And, and you get fired up for it. It's easier to do that than to play, you know, in a stadium that's dead or where you have, you're on the road and your fans number the same as their fans. I'm telling you right now, they, the Cougs will be way more fired up than a road game at Cincinnati. Or this is, this is what you play for. To play a historic program, and, and, and whether it's in front of all of your fans or in front of all others, a hostile crowd is kind of fun. You can get some energy from it. Two games are coming to my mind when I think about this game, and I want to get your thoughts on this. One is the Michigan game. To me, this is the best team, maybe, that BYU's played since Michigan in 2015, and that was the worst game BYU's played in a long time. So there's that. And then the other one is the Missouri game in 2015. There were a lot of distractions that week with what was going on right. campus. President, you know, Chancellor resigns. Gary Pinkle announces he's going to retire. I was like, what is going on? So much distraction. Who knows what role that played in the game? But I felt like it did play a role. So I'm interested to see, one, how BYU competes. This is a benchmark kind of game, okay? You don't want the Michigan game. That was terrible. You want to compete. And then how you avoid distraction of the, like the Missouri situation. That was a Tanner Mangum quarterback team in both games. You know, the staff will kind of put these guys in a bubble and just move forward. But we'll all, and all the fans, every time they see a player, so you can't completely keep them in a bubble. You have them in a bubble while you have them at practice, and all you talk about is preparation. But they go home or they go into the community, and everybody goes, what about this thing moving to Houston? Does that affect you? And you hear that so many times that sometimes you can be distracted. And so the coaches have to continue to emphasize, guys, this doesn't matter. This is the same prep to keep them focused on what the task is, and that is to analyze what they need to do, to go through in their minds over and over and over again the plays that they're going to make against the players that they're going to see and focus solely on that and not where it's at. So I would admit that there's going to be a lot of distraction because everybody in the outside world wants to know if this is a distraction. You don't think it's a distraction, but when you hear it asked of you for the 27th time, then you're thinking, wait, should this be a distraction? Even though you've tried to block it out. So there is that, and I think they'll deal fine with that. The thing they're going to have to deal with in terms of guys on the field is uh, LSU will be physical like Michigan, but I don't think as physical as Michigan. I think Michigan that season one of the most physical teams in the country. But LSU will have team speed that even Michigan can't match. They're, LSU, year in and year out, is one of the fastest teams at every position in the country. So BYU's got to figure a way to keep people in front of them and, and to not match their speed because they can't match their speed, but neutralize their, their speed with physical play on their side of the ball. Be really physical with their wide receivers. Be really physical up front on both sides of the ball. And who better to do that than our boy Butch Powell? Like, I can't wait for the first collision but between Darius Geis and Butch Powell. Be like, hello! Well, let, let's keep the conversation going there because LSU 
runs the ball. We all know that that is coming with Darius Geis. BYU is going to load the box with seven or eight and try and stop that. What do you expect LSU's run game to be able to do against a run, a stout defense against the run traditionally in BYU, but they've got a Heisman Trophy contender? Typically, BYU's goal going in is that they want to keep a team under 100 yards rushing. That's their number one priority. That's Kalani's philosophy. That's Elisa's philosophy is you shut the run game down and then force that team to be one-dimensional and make them throw the football. That's been a good formula for a long time wherever those guys have been. And so that, But my expectation is a little different against LSU with Darius Geis and with a veteran offensive line. And I look at it and go, okay – if they can keep this team under 150, yeah, I'd feel great about that. Th- then I think they got a really, really good chance to be in this ball game and have a chance to win if they can keep them under 150 yards rushing. That is a big ta- task. This guy, Darius Geis, is an explosive, explosive football player. Um, he's got the longest run in LSU history, 96 yards. So he's not just a guy that can go inside. He can go inside, bounce it, and if you don't take good angles. He goes the distance. So he's a big play waiting to happen at any moment. So not only does BYU have to play physical, they need to limit the big plays, the chunk plays, to 15 to 20-yard chunk plays and not have them be 60 and 70-yard chunk plays. LSU doesn't need any help and having drives that only have to take two or three plays. So the idea is you keep everything in front of you, you make them throw the ball underneath, you rally to the football, you make them just dink and dunk it in the throw game, and you make them grind it out in the run game. And if they're going to score – you're going to make them go 10, 11, 12, 13 plays. This is LSU's first game. If they have to go 13 plays, they're going to look like BYU did last week. They're going to have a chop block penalty. They're going to put the ball on the ground. They're going to have a holding penalty. They're going to line up wrong. They're going to have a motion penalty. You have to force them to have enough plays that first game mistakes come out and hurt them. If you let them get two and three play drives, you are in big trouble. So to me, that's the big key. Keep things in front and play really, really physical against the run game, and you got a chance. Brian Logan just tweeted a moment ago, preach, Uncle B. Preach. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm, I'm going to admit, I wasn't that excited for last week's game. And I don't, I don't know if the team was very excited for last week's game. They, they were. Like, when I talked to Gavin, he seemed jacked up. And I kept thinking, man, these coaches have them brainwashed pretty good because they should dominate this game. <laughs> and, but this game, from the minute that game was over. Now it's LSU. It's on. I, I've been jacked up. I want to play, but I know I'll pull a hamstring because I can't <laughs> run fast anymore. But I, it's the kind of game that you just go, this is why you love to play football. To go play LSU, it's, these guys should have no problem getting up for this game. And You, know, you go against a Portland State, even though they have some really skilled players, their corners are really good. Like Their corners are as good as any corners, they're gonna, especially the ones, as good as most of the corners they'll see all season long. So they have individual good players. But in mass, they shouldn't have been able to match up with BYU talent-wise. And you can tell the kids all you want, but they know that. And then you go out and it's 108 on the field. When I walked from the one corner of the end zone over to the other to do the interviews, I wasn't. I, I mean, I was like, "How fast can we get these things done?" Because I need to get back to the air conditioning. I can't imagine having pads <laughs> on. So the combination of you got you got Portland State, who you should dominate, and it's 108 on the field. It's hard to stay up for that. But LSU, it's not hard. I mean, you should be jacked up every day of practice and going into that game. I think in this one, it's more like, how do we control? the aggression and the emotion, because this is a big-time game, and it's what you play college football for. More Blaine Fowler on After Further Review tonight. 
a conversation including, hey, no Arden Key, fantastic defender for LSU. What will that mean for BYU's offense? You should join Dave, Blaine, and the guys tonight on After Further Review. Brand new episode, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain Time. Thanks, Blaine. We'll be there. Thanks, guys. That's a nice shirt. It's a really nice It'll shirt. It'll be on AFR. <laughs> no top button for AFR, please. No, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't Don't do to, it, Blaine. I can't go to the gym. Don't do it. Coming up, we talk to former BYU basketball player L.J. Rose. How is he helping his community in Houston? But first we go between the lines, behind the scenes with the show. I'm a little scared for what's going to happen. Hey, I'm Dave McCann. Tonight on After Further Review, we look back at Portland State and preview the showdown with LSU. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan explain the game tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, here on BYU-TV. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, on demand, anytime, anywhere. Tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio and the apps. BYU football with Kalani Satake, hosted by Greg Rubel, voice of the Cougars. Matt Bushman is the player guest as well. As we mentioned, he was, his family was displaced from Hurricane Katrina. So should be a compelling and rich BYU football with Kalani Satake tonight, 8 Eastern time. Headlines in review, BYU and LSU originally scheduled to be played in NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, now relocated to the Superdome in New Orleans due to the catastrophic effects and flooding of Hurricane Harvey. The game will still be played on Saturday at 9.30 Eastern on ESPN. Any tickets purchased through the BYU ticket office and for the Advocare Texas kickoff will be refunded. Tickets go on sale for the game in the Superdome in New Orleans today. LSU starting linebacker Arden Key is out for the BYU versus LSU game. Still uncertain if Tigers running back Darius Geis will play after facing a minor injury. He's going to play. But we think he's going to play. BYU's linebacker Butch Pau is expected to play this Saturday. Former BYU receiver Colby Pearson waived by the Green Bay Packers. The move comes after Pearson saw his first NFL preseason action Saturday playing 17 snaps. He missed the first two games of the season due to an unfortunate ankle injury. The deadline for all NFL teams to make final cuts down to a 53-man roster, 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. He got hurt in one of the games, but I thought he did good just to stay on the team that long. Honestly, he kind of came out of nowhere. It was great. BYU women's volleyball remains ranked 10th in the latest AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars play at Boise State this Thursday. A lot goes into creating this show. Really? We've said it several times. And there are a village of people that make things work at BYU TV. Now, we are the, in the script it says, good-looking faces, but I'm... That's an understatement. I'm not going to attribute that. We are the faces (laughs) you get to see every day. But, man, there are a lot of good people working behind the scenes to make this show a success. And today, we're going to take a closer look behind the scenes at what this show is all about, right? Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. I didn't write that trip. One of the coolest things about BYU TV, it's a combination of full-time employees and students. And we're just one big happy family bringing you your favorite shows like BYU Sports Nation. Today we're going to give you a behind-the-scenes look of what goes into this show and all the big personalities in our first mockumentary called The Control Room. Lanyard power. Come on in. This is literally the key to being a good employee here. 
Hey, can I get my uh, card back? Ah, crap, yeah. Thanks, man. And I lost mine six months ago. But here's the thing. Janessa always arrives at 725 on the dot. So the key is to wait in the car until you see her and then act like you're getting there at the same time. And I guarantee you, she doesn't even know. <laughs> of course I know. We're going to start with Ben Bagley's office. He is the producer of BYU Sports Nation, and you also might know him as the voice of BYU Sports Nation. It's a little weird because he likes to stay in character even after the show's over. We'll see what he's like today, though. Hey, Ben. Hello, Lauren. How are you? Okay, good. Thank you. Hey, how was the show today? Oh, it was fantastic. I think my voice was pretty darn good. It was, as always. Okay, Ben, well, I'll see you later, okay? Lauren, what? Nothing else? More to talk about. Lauren! Lauren! Sometimes Ben can come off as intimidating. But secretly, I think he's a softie. I mean, it has to be, right? He's a Raiders fan. All right, we're going to go to Harrison Collier's office, and he's one of our live sports producers. Some would say he's a little obsessed with Disney. I don't think it's super obvious. Hey, Harrison, what you doing? Not, not much, just get my office ready for the baby. He is pregnant. His wife is pregnant. And he's soon going to be a father, which is conflicting for all of us because now we don't know where we stand with him. We're going to Disneyland, so yeah, it's pretty cool. How do I describe Harrison? Well, he's the only guy I know who, well, the only full-grown adult human that I know that Loves the Little Mermaid as much as any other, what, six-year-old girl. This is Michael Miner's office. He is the senior coordinating producer of BYU TV Sports, a.k.a. the boss of all of us. He's the nicest guy, but for some reason, some of the students are really scared to talk to him. Yeah, so this Friday is kind of hard because I've got okay. the wedding that I need to go to, if that's okay. Is that going to work out okay? Yeah, that should be totally hey, fine. how's it going, Hey, guys? Michael. Me too. Ooh. This is Caitlin King. She's one of our live sports producers. I'm pretty sure she's on, like, her eighth surgery right now, but it never seems to stop her. Caitlin, what you doing? I'm just polishing my medals. Oh, of course you are. Hey, I tried to call you last night, and what happened? You weren't around. Yeah, I was teaching my spin class. She literally just had a baby, too, and I'm pretty sure her baby is in better shape than I am. It's unreal. Okay, you're on fire. You're on fire. You're on fire. Block everything. Hey, guys. Block everything. You, uh... Ready for the meeting? Yes. Yeah, 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 we'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Is it in our office? We'll hey, be yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Here we go. So that's guys, fine. You wanna... That's fine. And these are the faces <laughs> of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Pass the ball. Pass the ball. I'll get back to you. Shoot a three. Shoot a three. I swear they were two. I think. Oh, no. Get it out. <laughs> oh! Now, this is the clubhouse. This is where the students work and hang out and clean. Hey, Janessa. Hey, Tanner. Tanner, hit me. You ready? Not again. No. Come on. No, no, no. No, I really, I'm feeling it today, though. Look, Lauren's an athlete. Everybody knows that. But whenever she shoots for my future life, 
things never end well. Tanner will be married in one year if I make this shot. All right, Elliot, hit me, hit me. Okay, Tanner, two years. You can handle two years, right? Year and a half. Tanner will be married in two years if I make this shot. Oh. Tanner, you must not have much luck with the ladies, so we're going to start low. Tanner will get a girlfriend in six months if I make this shot. I don't think no, that's how it I'm never getting married. Hey, you guys ready for the afternoon meeting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Where's Asher? Guys. Come on, guys. Janessa, somebody. Thanks to all the students for participating in this, and that legitimately is how it is behind the scenes. Next week, we're going to do, uh, we're going to rock the streets. We're going to go see how much people know about BYU football and ask them about the rival Utah game next week. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. What do you guys think? I still can't believe Jaron missed that half-court shot on NBA Jam. <laughs> was that the buzzer? I think it was, who was I in that? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Oh, I was probably like Dennis Rodman. David Robinson? Or... Yeah. That was, that was a fun look. Um, it, so I kept but how watch... accurate was it? That was pretty accurate. How accurate? Really I missed on. that shot, so I was inaccurate. But I was, <laughs> I was thinking of which person was which person in the office the whole time. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's Angela. Oh, that's Pam. Oh, that's Jim. You know, I was just thinking <laughs> Oscar. You know, everybody. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Nicely done. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Thanks for making this look great, Lauren. You're welcome, as always. Yeah. What's your reaction to BYU and LSU in New Orleans? Coming up, LJ Rose joins us. How is he helping his community in Houston? Great stuff on the way. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's a part of Super Tuesday after BYU Sports Nation at 6 Eastern, after further review, 7 Eastern. And then after that, BYU football with Kalani Satake tonight. The player guest, Matt Bushman, of course, the coach, will be on lot to talk about, and it's a big Super Tuesday starting at 6 Eastern time tonight. What is your reaction to the BYU-LSU game being relocated to New Orleans? At Mama MJG says, we are still going. Not going to love the weather or the longer drive, but that ain't going to stop me from watching the Cougs play. Also just saw this tweet from at Arizona Retired. Or sorry, Arizona Retina MD, my bad. <laughs> very, very different. Had 22 <laughs> tickets to the game. Absolutely going to New Orleans from AZ to support BYU football. Changed flights, hotels, everything. Urging fam to join me. That's reverse Bushman, you know, going from Arizona to New Orleans. So, yeah, the, you know, bump for those that can't make it to New Orleans. But it's exciting to see that some fans are going to make it out to New Orleans for this game. I've called this the crown jewel of independent scheduling. It's LSU. It's SEC. It's in the Superdome. It's on ESPN. It's the first week. It's, there's a Marvel comic sketch, for goodness sake, of this game. This is, this is huge. 
Now, to put things in perspective once again for what is happening in Houston and how all of us can help the relief efforts there, we are now pleased to have L.J. Rose, BYU basketball alumnus, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. L.J., welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet, man. Yeah. Uh, I understand you're in Houston now. Kind of walk us through what you're seeing and what the conditions are like in your immediate area right now. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's been raining nonstop since uh, Thursday morning. Uh, I've been at my house once uh, since Thursday. Uh, the streets are flooded. Uh, my neighborhood, uh, it's flooded. It comes and goes. Uh, but out, right outside my neighborhood, you know, there's people on boats, uh, people on jet skis, people on canoes, and people are just trying to survive at this point. What's it like for you personally and emotionally right now as you try and make sure you and your family are safe and, and your neighborhood and your city? Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, we get these warnings uh, about, you know, hurricanes or floods or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, at this time it actually, you know, exceeded everybody's expectations and, you know, kind of caught us off guard. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, you know, I have friends who's, who's – uh, Moms are still at work. They have no way to get home. They've been at work for two days. Uh, have uh, friends whose uh, family has has lost, you know, their house, their car, uh, their dogs, everything. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of kind of hard. It's a, hard, a tough time. Uh, you know, you kind of feel helpless, but at the same time, you know that uh, you know we have you know the great God that's watching over and protecting us. So. It's understandably uh, devastating for you and, and heartbreaking for us to watch what is happening. But I've been so inspired by so many people watching them kind of rise amidst the adversity down there and and look to reach out. And, and you're making that effort as well uh, with a GoFundMe page. But not only that, you, you've extended it to, to have some of your uh, high-profile friends help out as well. Can you kind of tell us about what you're doing to, to make an, a, an immediate impact and helping your community in Houston? Yeah, you know, for the last couple of days, I've been 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 in the house, uh, been restless, uh, just been thinking about ways I can help. Uh, you know, they have a shelter downtown, but you know the freeways are flooded, and so there's no way for me to get there. So I, you know, I just I saw what you know guys like J.J. Watt and uh, Kevin Hart and Chris Paul were doing for the city, and you know I just thought, why not? Uh, you know, create something, uh, do do what I can to help. And so I created this GoFundMe page, and uh, the proceeds, uh, everything is going to uh, the victims during this time. Uh, I mean, I've talked to my closest friends, and they, you know, they they are willing to match or and, and go much higher than whatever I uh, raise on my own. And uh, they're either going to the mayor Sylvester Turgeon's relief fund, or uh, we are also looking in ways to how we can directly impact, uh, you know, families' lives, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, going to these people's houses and giving them checks or giving them care packages or whatever we can do to help is, uh, you know, what we're going to do. And so uh, I just thought this was a great opportunity for me to, you know, do something for my for my city um, during this time of need. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Houston Helping Hands. That's GoFundMe.com slash Houston Helping Hands. 
try and make a difference. I see you're about 10% of the way through in the early goings here. Uh, what, what kind of, uh, for the goal at least, what kind of reaction have you had from uh, Dave Rose and some of your teammates in this process? Um, I mean, it's, it's very encouraging. I've talked to uh, every single one of my uh, teammates uh, from BYU during this time. Um, which means a lot. I've talked to Coach Rose, uh, Coach Rose and Miss Rose actually uh, were like the second uh, people to donate uh, to my page, and so that means a lot. Um, uh, shows a lot, you know, and uh, you know I'm, I'm greatly appreciative, appreciative of you know my BYU family. Uh, even though it was a short time, uh, I can see that you know the guys still care, uh, you know, about me and my well-being. So it means a lot to me. LJ, you're a great person, man. I hope you know that uh, we are praying for you and for everyone in Houston. And, I mean, you you inspire us to be better, and, and we want to help. So please let us know how else we can help be, uh, beyond the GoFundMe account slash Houston Helping Hands. Uh, we're, uh, we're thinking about you, man. No, I thank you, and I, I really appreciate it. And um, you know, hopefully you guys uh, can get a, get a W on uh, this weekend. You got it, man. LJ, great to have you on the show. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. LJ Rose with us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Again, if you want to donate and help a BYU guy that is going above and beyond in the Houston community, GoFundMe.com slash Houston Helping Hands. And again, he said the money is going to go to those that need it who have been displaced. So he's in Houston. He's, he's, he's originally from Houston. He's back home post-BYU. Trying to help other people, which is really cool. And like he said, he hasn't been out of his he's been out of his house once since Thursday. Once. That's wild. Yeah, and he said, I'm restless. And so he's now he's utilizing his efforts to try and make things better for a lot of people. Love it. All right, help out LJ Rose. GoFundMe.com slash Houston helping hands and all of the people of Houston. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. What happened to the Cougars in the NFL? Specifically Kyle Van Noy. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. A final shout-out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler, dual-threat analyst, Lauren McLean with Between the Lines, and BYU basketball alumnus LJ Rose as he is looking to help his Houston community. He is there right now. If you missed any of it, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Greg Rebell, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU versus LSU now moved from Houston to New Orleans in the Superdome due to the effects of Hurricane Harvey. The game will be played at the same time Saturday, September 2nd, 9.30 Eastern on ESPN. Countdown to kickoff live at 8.30 Eastern. Any tickets purchased through the BYU ticket office and for the Advocare Texas kickoff will be refunded. Tickets go on sale for the game today. LSU starting linebacker Arden Key out for the BYU-LSU game it is uncertain if the Tigers running back Darius Geis will play after facing a minor injury. Those are the words of his head coach, Ed Orgeron. He's going to play, people. BYU linebacker Butch Powell expected to play for the Cougars this Saturday as well. And USA Today ranks the BYU-LSU game the third best college football game to watch this weekend behind Alabama, Florida State, and Michigan versus Florida. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU receiver Colby Pearson waved by the Green Bay Packers. The move comes after Pearson saw his first NFL action Saturday. 17 snaps. He missed the first two games of the season due to an ankle injury. The deadline for teams to make final cuts down to a 53-man roster, 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. 
Jeff Howe of the Boston Herald writes that Kyle Van Noy is poised for a breakout year due to his improvement in pass coverage. Oh, snap! Over the course of 14 live practices, Kyle Van Noy recorded five pass breakups while the rest of the linebacking core recorded none. Volleyball! He's rangy. He's twitchy. Speaking of Kyle Van Noy. Women's volleyball remained 10th in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars face Boise State in Boise on Thursday, looking to stay unbeaten and go 4-0. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman in AAA, one for three with a solo homer and a walk. And a stolen base for the Iowa Cubs. Brendan Lund in AA ball with the Mobile Bay Bears went two for four. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need it most at DexterLaw.com. LJ Rose, what he's trying to do to help out people in Houston is really cool. So if you missed it, GoFundMe.com slash Houston Helping Hands. It's hard not to love LJ Rose. He is one of the most genuine guys you will ever meet. Uh, firm in his faith and absolutely uh, looking to do some good while he is stuck in Houston. So uh, if you can, please donate to help a good cause. What is your reaction to the BYU-LSU game being relocated from Houston to New Orleans? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Cupcake underscore 189, it'll make it that much sweeter when we beat LSU. Hashtag BYUSN. I think a win will be sweet no matter what. And we'll always remember this game independent of the result because it's the game that got moved. We'll always remember that. At Kiwi Jackman, I like this. If BYU can pull off an upset, the fact that it is obviously a home game for LSU will impress voters in the polls. It would impress voters in polls wherever the game was played. Yeah, if it was in Alaska, it would still be, yeah, for sure. But But I see your point. When BYU beat Oklahoma, BYU was 20th and jumped in the polls quite a bit. I believe jumped into the top 10 at that point. Yeah, up to number 9, I think. At Kugbaka, hey, it lines up with the motto for BYU football. We will play anyone, and we will play them anywhere. Hashtag, you can run home, but you can't hide. Home-ish, right? It's, it's at the uncle's house, the Superdome. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at LWelch21. Just glad we are still playing. Doesn't matter where to me. Hashtag go Cougs. Hopefully it's a welcome distraction to certain people. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Vincent Xanthos. Is he the only player with an X last name? Yes. Awesome. Good pickup. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon <laughs> Eastern. Go Cougars! G-E-A-U-X Cougars! Super Tuesday, baby!